Before we get started, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What? This is crazy. Kate Bishop, it is me, Yelena Belonova. Belova? Belonova? Belova. Belova. Okay, let's start again. <clears throat> what? It is me. Yelena Belova. What the cool? Belova. Oh, okay. One more time. What? It is me, Yelena Belova. 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 What a coincidence seeing you in the Starbucks, Kate Bishop. Are you buying some coffee for your rich mother? Well, I know that your mother has a good, financially stable security job company. And I was wondering if you could help out my friends, the four or five people in searching for McGuffey. They are very nice people, and they need your help. So if you could please help them, Kate Bishop. It would be so rad of you. It was so, so hot sauce of you, Kate Bishop. All right, Kate. Hit me up soon. You think that was good? Sure. You think people think it's real, Yelena? No. Nah, let's roll with it. Welcome back to another episode of Searching for MacGuffin with your hosts, George, Gabe, and Link, <clears throat> and Dan. Oh, wow. I, I didn't know you were... I forgot you were here. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. Annyeong, Dan, Danny-san. Yeah, I think when Link said and Link, it's hard to add another and after that. That's true. No, yeah. and me. I'm here too. I'm glad to hear your voice. It's Dan. and Link, semicolon, and Dan. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not how grammar works. Well, transitioning to today's topic for the episode. Did you just literally say transitioning to? <laughs> yeah, what was it supposed to say? Yeah, I mean, I think you just transitioned to. I don't think you call out like an audible, like a play. Oh, well, I did. Okay, and here ahead. we are. <laughs> Today's topic. Sorry, what? Dan's still here. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Anyang, I gotta get used to this. All right, so today's topic is about the console wars. That was a good transition. Yeah, it was good because he didn't just yell out <laughs> transition here. Transitioning to my next uh, topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so today we're gonna be talking about the console wars. Um, basically, how they started, what the history is, where the term even kind of comes from, and our own history with consoles in general. Yeah, video games and video games and where we are today and what the future looks like. What what is a console war? Dang it, Siri! <laughs> well, hi Siri. Siri's gonna talk to us. She's gonna so we have, to our next we segment. have Dan the producer and Siri joining us in this on this podcast, on this episode. We're off to a great start, guys. Dan just laughing maniacally. Maniacal laugh. So what is a console war, guys? It's when these um, two consoles get into an arena, mm-hmm. and they basically turn into battle bots, and they fight each other to the death. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a dance battle. Mm. I'm going to be honest like with that. you. That's the E-rated version. Mm. Yeah. That's a Nintendo Bo- one. Both of those <laughs> scenarios actually sound better than, than what we're going to talk about. 
Searching for MacGuffin Battle Console? Dance. Console Wars. Dance War. Hmm. All right, I guess to get to get an understanding of how we got here, I guess I'll give a really like brief recap mm-hmm. of the console wars, at least um what I know about it. And if you're looking for a resource uh to understand like what this original console war is, uh to get kind of a understanding of the the reality of where we live in today, there's a really great book called Council Wars. Uh, ironically, or un- no, that's not ironic. That's exactly what you would expect it to be. Um, that kind of outlines the battle between Sega and Nintendo, which is the original console war. W- what do you guys know about Sega versus Nintendo just growing up? I know you guys kind of came up, you know, years after the war, but it's kind of a big historical thing. Well, what do you think of when you think of this? I think Sonic of, versus Mario. Yeah, that's a good one. And Nintendo destroying Sega. I just remember... I think it was just the first, like... Well, actually, I remember Sega from Sonic. That's pretty much my own me- yeah. my you know, memory and the Dreamcast. That's about it. I do not like the Sonic games. They make no sense to me. And um, I remember hating them. Like, this game is stupid. Unpack that. Mm, it's yeah. just, the mechanics of it doesn't make sense. It's just going really, like... Actually, doesn't make sense to me. He runs fast. That's it. Like, yeah, it's like, wait. That's, it feels real linear, just, right? Yeah, it's like, what am I... I want, it, I want more control. So, I don't know. I... They don't make sense to me. The I don't know how like, they. I don't even know how they work. I've never. I tried playing them. They don't make sense. I give up. They don't make sense. Is like a hot take. <laughs> yeah. Do not Play like Sonic me. Mania. Oh, Sonic Mania is really good. I don't know. I yeah. played one. Did not. Yeah. Oh, so I'm a console wars kid. Meaning I literally grew up in this era in the '90s. Uh, I mean, you could trace it back to the '80s, but like I grew up at the height of this. So for me, like playing Sonic Mania on a Nintendo Switch is like still blows my mind. To this day. See, that's N- awesome. Nintendo that's won? Awesome, Nintendo man. won? Yeah. Well, Sega wins too. Like, I mean, in a so sense. They're making some money. Exactly. So, anyways. I think it's interesting that you had a console war when you were a kid. Yeah. And Gabriel and I had a console war when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Growing up in the 2000s. Yeah, it's basically, I assume, it's just like how Xbox, how Sony and Microsoft are doing right now, right? Pretty yeah, much, pretty much. Back yeah. then. Yeah. So, really briefly. In the early 80s, right before the NES, right, which is kind of like where gaming starts, um, at least for my generation, there was a big console crash because there was like a bunch of old consoles, um, Atari and like ColecoVision. Pong? Yeah, Pong is not a console, uh-huh. but I think it played on an Atari, so that's a oh, good, okay, that is bad, a good example. Co- what was it? Koa? Galica. Galactica. The Turbo Graphic 16 uh coleco vision coleco vision i'm pretty sure i i didn't make that up i'm almost certain but um <laughs> they, it was actually a flooded market and because of that there was a console crash so the nes comes out or the famicom in japan in 84 but it takes a couple of years before we get it here in the united states so the nes which was the rebranding of the famicom debuts around 89 and like everybody goes crazy about it and i think we talked about it in the holiday Special. There's that film, Eight Bit Christmas, that mm-hmm. kind of uh, details the rush and to get this console and how limited it was. Wait, was that one the NES or SNES? That was the NES in '89, okay. right? No, no, no. For for the movie. Yeah, it was NES. the NES. It was NES? The NES. Oh, okay. But my experience starts around the SNES, which actually, um, I was actually watching the Console Wars documentary, which is based on the book. It's on Paramount Plus. This might be the only time I plug something <laughs> on Paramount Plus. That one's produced <laughs> by Seth Rogen and. Evan 
Goldberg, yeah. Yeah, yeah but okay. you wouldn't tell if you watch it because it's pretty cut and dry. I don't, I, ex- <laughs> I honestly expected more. No one's high? No, no. And there's no jokes for the most part. And actually, the book, I highly recommend the book because I read the book um, and I actually taught it in high school in like an AP course. It was one of the like nonfiction selections that the students could pull from. And uh, it was pretty fun because it's like a narrative driven. Yeah. It's like a story. It's not like a nonfiction. Yeah. So you go like from the perspective of the people and talk about it really quick. The author takes creative licenses. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So it's cool because it's a story, but this is like a straight dry documentary. And I remember at that time, and that was like six years ago, I think at this point, at that time, we were really looking forward because we had heard that, you know, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg had signed for the rights to make this yeah we're like oh they're gonna make the movie and it's supposed to come out next year yeah and seth rogan's gonna play miyamoto yeah i don't think that's what (laughs) they were gonna do yeah that's what i want but (laughs) the movie never came out and then it got released on paramount plus two years ago as a documentary and i was like that's not what i thought the project was gonna be but whatever anyways so just a few short years later in 92 comes out the snes so there was only a couple years between them and there wasn't really, well, there were Sega consoles. A lot of people think the Genesis is the first Sega console, but real. I mean, the name. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, is the Xbox One the first Xbox? I thought it was Xbox to the first yeah. square. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all marketing, right? Because the Genesis was a new beginning for Sega. It was actually their third or fourth, almost certainly it was their fourth attempt at making a hardware. But they went hard, and they began to be in direct conflict with Nintendo. So Nintendo had 95% of the market share around this time when Sega enters. And what really gains them success, and this is all outlined in the book and the documentary. So again, check it out if you want to know more, if you want to uh, read 20 hours of it or watch an hour and a half. 20 hours? I don't know. I don't know how long the book is, but it was pretty long. Um... So Sega hires this guy, Tom Kalinske. Do you remember this link from the book? Yeah, the guy that he's very, um, not inspirational. Uh, influential. Influential yes. when it comes to a lot of the toys. I mean, I'm assuming in your time. Yeah, he was the head of Mattel. Yes. And he mm. was like the brain behind. The first job he had before he went to Mattel was Flintstones Vitamins. And I don't know how iconic that is for you guys. I hated those things. Why? They tasted terrible. Yeah, but you know what? They yeah, tricked- but you still had them, right? I was forced to have uh-huh, them. Exactly. Well, they, yeah, because they convinced parents that kids wanted them. So, But when I was a kid, they convinced me that they were delicious because the Flintstones were on it, right? So they had a huge marketing boom. That was his brainchild, Flintstones Vitamins. So then he went to Mattel, and then he was behind uh, Barbie. You know, at the time, Barbie sales were fading, and then he his idea was basically he, him and his team, obviously, but he headed like, let's put her in space. Let's get her a Malibu house. Let's make her a flight oh, attendant. He was oh, yeah. okay. So it was like, oh, we're, we we can't sell any more Barbies. And they're like, you can if she can do every job in the world. Let's just make her wonder why. Yeah. Bar- Barbie was the first uh, multiverse. <laughs> the Barbie multiverse? <laughs> multiverse yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he made He-Man. I mean, he didn't make it, but he marketed the He-Man toys, and we know how... Wait, wasn't the toy first, then the cartoon? Oh, I don't know what the timeline is, because obviously this is in the He-Man episode, but um, I don't know which one came out first, but the show is definitely to sell the toy. Okay. So I don't know, like, I don't know which came first, but definitely in the mind, the toy is first. 
You know what I mean? They might have launched the show before the toy. They made the show to sell the toy. Oh yeah, that was totally like that's what a trend. they would do back then. Yeah, yeah GI Joe, Transformers, they were toy concepts first, and then television shows. And sometimes the shows would come out to first, and then they'd hit you with the toy. But like, like for example, they made the Mandalorian right to sell Baby Yodas. Clearly, that's the only reason oh, why that the show is. <laughs> yeah, now, you should put it into context. I <laughs> exactly. So I know we grew up with Pokemon, for example. Pokemon's basically just an mm-hmm. anime made to sell a game. Manga. That okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's like it's like deep, deep marketing, mm-hmm. like because it gets into your tendrils. So this guy's just brought on for marketing. Yeah, like yeah. a marketing. He's genius. the guy that makes things. Okay, cool. Yeah, because he Hot Wheels. He made Hot Wheels a name brand, um, at home, like mm-hmm. a household name, because like there was like just there was cars and there was Dude, just there was like, like, like really Midas. honestly, what's special about Hot Wheels? Like nothing. It's just the fact that I can have a Batmobile hot meal. Well, well, now you can because of the marketing genius of Tom Kalinske at Mattel. So yeah, he is King Midas, like you mentioned. But at this point, almost untouchable. So they bring him over to Sega, and he in implements something that is going to shape the video game market for generations, and it's this economic principle of the razor and blade are you guys familiar with this you know what this is maybe those, not the terms phones <laughs> no not the, <laughs> the motorola razor i had one of those so the concept is and this is like i literally live this because i have like dollar shave club so you guys know about dollar shave club mm-hmm. right yeah so it's like the the razor itself is like either cheap or free because once they got you then they can sell you the blades forever. Mm. Mm, so, so the concept is he takes over Sega and he undercuts the price of Nintendo. By a lot. By a lot. So that they lose like 100, money. $100, Yeah, right? $100. So they lose money every time they sell a Sega Genesis, but everyone now has a Sega, Sega Genesis. Genesis. And they can sell you games for all eternity. Ah, those are the blades. Yeah. And that's how consoles to this day still make money. PlayStation, Xbox, they don't make any money on selling their consoles. They make money on selling you games. So they take a loss, especially when you inc- include overhead and like develop development costs and all of that. It's not just the hardware itself that they're taking a loss, but they're taking an even deeper loss in marketing and, and all of that. Marketing, they spent a lot of marketing on the Sega Genesis, and they technically never got it back, but they did overall. So I think in my head, I'm trying to like put this in, into perspective. Um, is it, would you say it's kind of like how A-List works with AMC, how they take the loss with on the, the film and the tickets mm-hmm. to get you to get concessions and absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But even more so, I think because with A-List, it's almost like a risk factor. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a gym where they charge you, but they don't expect you to actually show yeah. up. Um, they expect you to buy popcorn and snacks, but you don't have you to. You don't have to. You literally, what's the point of having a Sega Genesis? If you're not going to play games. Yeah. games. Exactly. What's the point of having a Razor if you don't buy Blades for it? Guy's a genius, bro. So, so this becomes like essential, and they actually make a huge dent, and at some point are ahead of Nintendo. And they go back and forth, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and this console war is heated. Um, I think this was my first experience with tribalism. <laughs> Because in the 90s, everyone was on sides. And I, I've seen this emergent lately, but um, it was like Marvel versus DC. Sony, I'm sorry, Sega versus 
Nintendo. Like WCW versus WWF. Like mm. you. AW versus WWE. Exactly. And there you go. So it's risen again, right? There's We're still back. people on that other side? Yeah, there's, oh, there are still the people. The other side being. Stand up for WWE. Yeah. Am I standing? You want me to stand? Yeah, stand up right now. Stand up. Wait, so, for WWE? Yeah. Oh, gonna... You know the stand up for WWE. This household people. is AEW household. Okay, thank you. The house that well, this is a tr- the yeah. house that Cody built. The- Anyways, <laughs> so I say tell me. The con- <laughs> the console wars ends in about around ninety five, or at least it starts to end when Sony enters the market. A third brand, a disruptor. CD based, not not a uh, cartridge, not cartridge, cartridge mm-hmm. right? And with hot new properties that were previously unexplored, I'll always remember the PlayStation commercial, like the graphics, Jurassic Park, Crash Bandicoot, Tomb Raider, yeah, um, Final Fantasy, or was that yeah, before? Final Fantasy, or was that before? Because that was a big part. No, that was a. That was a big part of Sony gaining such a foothold in the market because uh, Nintendo loses Final Fantasy because they decide to stick with cartridge. Yeah. So there's one more console that um, there's one more console generation that goes head to head. The PlayStation is emergent. Sega produces the Sega Saturn, and Nintendo sticks with cartridge for N64. And Nintendo loses more and more of the market, while Saturn in while Sega in one desperate attempt to one up creates a system ahead of the current generation at that time, and it was their final system, the Sega Dreamcast. What do you mean Dreamcast. by that? That it was so basically like you could compare PlayStation. Oh, so PlayStation and Saturn were both thirty-two bit. Yeah. Right. But N64, like Nintendo skipped the 32-bit. because they went 64. Because the SNES's lifespan like, was extended. Like they were still good, doing good at 16. Mm-hmm. So they skipped ahead to 64. And so that was the, basically the, uh, that was the competition. It was Sony and Saturn at 32 bits. And then N64 at 64, but on cartridge. So the graphics were supposedly more advanced. But the space that they had for game size... And processing was um, was limited, mm-hmm. so a game like Final Fantasy VII didn't fit on a cartridge, and they had to go multi-disc on the PlayStation because they had that option. Mm. So that was basically that three-way, the end of the console wars, or you could say that the war with by introducing a third party, World War One. <laughs> yeah, the I, prequel wars. Yeah, that's pretty good. World War One. Sega thinks, oh, I'm just going to jump ahead and I'm going to bring arcade-level gaming to the home. And they create the superpower. I don't even know. It's, there's no such thing as like a 128-bit system because the infrastructure for those systems, that's it. Graphical bits is no longer the like the term. It's processing power, CPU, yeah. GPU. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, and for all intents and purposes, it was kind of like an at-home computer. It had a web browser. For the first time, I believe it had online connectivity. Wait, what? Yeah, it wow. had online connectivity. It played movies. Okay, I it 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 supported the VCD format, which I remember uh, importing a bunch of Chinese discs over the internet. 
Um, <laughs> and this is what the Sega Genesis. I this mean, is the Dream, Dreamcast. Wow, I did not know it did all that stuff. Yeah, neither did I, and that was like the first system that I ever played. Really? Yeah. I thought you know the Dreamcast was just meant for Crazy Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> crazy Taxi. Such man. a great game, bro. Wow. And the soundtrack, amazing. I'm gonna be honest. Dreamcast is one of my favorite consoles of all time, and I think it gets lost in the shuffle because its lifespan was so short. Where? But it had. St- Stellar games, and it had. I remember playing Soul Calibur on it. That was, I think, that was my first um, experience. Yeah, and that game looked just as good at home for the first time as it did at the arcade, and that just was mind blowing. And I remember with the with playing Soul Calibur. Remember they had the little um, avatars in the in the square on the controller, mm-hmm. and they would like either. That was cool, yeah. Oh yeah, the VMUs. That's mm-hmm. yeah. You could use them to like walk, kind of like a poker walker. You could use that. You could load. You could load data because it was like a memory card and also like an LCD companion. It you could put stats on it. Like yeah. you could kind of use it as a second screen. It was crazy. It was if so. If Sega invented such a great console with the Dreamcast, why is it that? And it was better than its competition. Yeah, in my why opinion. Is, yeah. yeah. Why is it? Why does it lose then to inferior? Yeah, it was too little too late they had the sega saturn was a was a flop mm-hmm. which i actually think the sega saturn was a pretty strong system too i remember i didn't have it but your father gabe actually had it mm. and we would have like party nights where like virtual fighters and games like that uh but it didn't make a blip and there was a couple of other fla- failures like the sega cd expansion pass um you know back when we used to add physical hardware Two systems, right? So they kind of flopped. Ah, yes. Yeah. The Sega Saturn isn't flashy. Yeah, it it's is. It's ugly. Not. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it had good games, but it didn't have like a plethora of good games. And they moved on really quickly. It wasn't it, impressive. Yeah. It got swallowed up in this three-way battle with Nintendo, which had lost significant market share, but still had their diehards. Yeah. You know? Their, Nintendo is always going to have their fans because they're going to have those properties that you can't play anywhere else. And then Sony was the the new hot, sexy adult console. You know what I mean? If you want a T-Rex to tear you apart or play Mortal Kombat or things like that. Mm. So Sega came out with it and nobody bought it right away because they had already lost the trust of the consumer. Mm. And then they and they bailed on it. They bailed on it pretty quickly. I remember buying my first Dreamcast for about 50 bucks. And I loved it so much. That I bought a second Dreamcast because I'm like, they're not in the hardware business anymore. <laughs> when my Dreamcast breaks, will I have another Dreamcast? So that's the end of that first console war. Sega decides to become a developer, and we're left with just Nintendo and Sony. You know, I wish, I kind of wish uh, Sega would have stayed making consoles because I feel like Nintendo needs that competition. Hmm. That's interesting. Unpack that. I don't know. I feel like Nintendo's always dominated their own market. I wish they had more competition. Well, go ahead. I well, mean, they because they share the market with. I mean, we'll get into this later, but they share that market with Sony and and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. I wish they had competition from their end. But you know what? They did have competition, except at this point. This is a turning point for Nintendo, because they kind of a. Uh, they kind of take their own approach to the gaming system and they start implementing 
what's known as a blue ocean strategy. And what that means is that they're looking for new undiscovered areas in gaming to create a niche market. So they're no longer going head to head. At this point, Nintendo says, you know what? We're not going to outspec the competition. In fact, we're going to undercut them in specs and we're going to take gaming in new directions. So they get the, they start to get real crazy. Innovative. Yeah, with their idea. Sometimes innovative, sometimes a little kooky. I remember my Game Boy having a printer. Yeah. And it created stickers. <laughs> yeah. You can take pictures too with like with your game Game Boy. Yeah, the Game Boy camera. And then yeah, and then you can also print out those those uh pictures as yeah. well. I remember uh uh like a card scanner on my Game Boy Advance, right? Where you could did you ever have one of those? I remember that. Yeah. I never had it. I know you had it, but yeah. you can scan like Cash App, bro. <laughs> scan games, right? Yeah, you could literally scan games. Yeah, they had like the original Donkey Kong on a card that you would scan like a QR code, like an equivalent, something like that. And then you would just play Donkey Kong. I've so you had like that. a card. What? I never saw that. You never saw that? I don't. No. I'm trying to remember. I feel like maybe. I, I know you had it, so that's how I know about yeah. it. But I didn't use it much. Yeah, well, like I had the scanner because it had other uses. But I remember the games. I was like, I'm not going to rebuy these games. Like they're classic games. But then when that kind of flopped, they all went on like sale oh, yeah so i got like all the games so i had like all these cards that you would just swipe boom you play donkey kong boom you play the original mario brothers boom yeah and like just it, it was crazy that like, is crazy to me yeah especially at that time so nowadays yeah, basically it's like we still use that kind of technology exactly like, with yeah. Cash Up, like squarespace and stuff like that mm-hmm. absolutely so they got kooky and they got crazy and they started carving out their own so i mean i see where you're coming from dan but i don't know if I don't know if Sega was ready to compete like that. Oh, know? no, for sure. I mean, I just, if their previous consoles had done better, then maybe, but. Mm -hmm. With that being said, though, I have enjoyed the fruits of Sega being a developer. That is true. You know, and being multi-platform. I don't know that if I would have ever been able to finish the Shenmue series if they weren't, you know, funded by another, you know, game console or studio. Or that we would have had the mashups that we live in today with Mario and Sonic. I think that's the only Sega thing I play. Mario, Sonic, and the Olympics, and maybe Smash Bros. Yeah, and Smash Bros. With of the course. Sonic, yeah. yeah. Well, you've never played Sonic Adventure 1 and 2? What? Those games don't make sense that to me. Bro, so, no, Sonic Adventure makes sense. It's not anything yeah. like the Sonic games. The 3D ones. Okay, yeah, the 2D ones make no, sense. No, 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 no. Sonic Adventures, they're both for the Dreamcast, but Sonic Adventure 2 Battle... The upgraded version got very popular on the GameCube, Man, on the Nintendo games. GameCube. Mm. Yeah, it was. Ugh, those are excellent games. What was there the game? Too. Sonic was it Riders? Sonic Riders, yeah, that's when they're all like on the boards. Yeah. So, you guys were telling me about a little console war that I guess I wasn't as in tune with. So I'm gonna let you guys take over it before we get to our modern uh, console war. What was it like? The DS versus PSP war. So yeah, so in the PSP, with the PSP, Sony enters the handheld game, which is something that had, to this time, been dominated by Nintendo for the past, what, uh, 20 years? Yeah. Right? With, mean, the N6, so, yeah. with the yeah. sorry, N64. With the... Just try holding that around. Yeah. <laughs> with <laughs> the, the game, game Boy. Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Um, well, we did have a mini console war, and it's funny because when you think about handhelds, 
they're not they're not consoles per se. But Sega had their Game Gear in the nineties. I don't know if you've ever seen the yeah, Game Gear. Yeah. Have you guys? I, ever, I know about it. Yeah, but you've never like I know, held it. Yeah, I never had it. to play it. Yeah. This thing had like six AA batteries, and it was a <laughs> a gas guzzler. They actually had this system. This is crazy. It was called the Nomad, and it played Game Gear and Genesis games. So, uh, so so we had so Nintendo was like they did compete with Sega even in the handheld market. But but yeah yeah, it was the Cold War. Nothing to this. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, yeah. So what happened with the PSP? I mean, growing up mm-hmm. <laughs> with the DS, I mean, I'm I'm not sure about you, Dan, Danny, but um, growing up, it was a DS versus a PSP, and I was always a DS person. I've always been a Nintendo person. Mm-hmm. I'm a handheld person. I right. do, If I have to choose between a console or something handheld, I would choose handheld because of the portability. I yeah. love that. I love being able to play anywhere I want. That's how I grew up because my first uh, video game console was Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. So I just, that's that's part of me who I am as a gamer. But the PSP comes, PlayStation Portable, and mm-hmm. they, they, they get that market that Nintendo doesn't have, like the older people, right? And they release games that Nintendo doesn't really have. Mm-hmm. Um, they re- I know they re-released uh, some... Some GTA yeah. on the PSP. They released yeah, Final uh, Fantasy, Final right? Fantasy yeah. the Godfather game, which Battle was amazing. Front. Battlefront. No, right. Battlefront was the one that I remember yeah, just yeah, like yeah. playing. And not it. only that, you also had like your sports games like Madden yeah. and, and, and For 2K the first time, time, a real yeah. experience. Yes, on handheld with great graphics. Yeah. Not yeah, like the graphics in... For the the like, DS was always like, like this terrible, like terrible, yeah, and then Super Nintendo version yes, of modern gaming. Because I grew up playing Madden. I love football. I love... So I remember playing the Madden game on the DS. I'm like, wow, these right. graphics are atrocious. Mm-hmm. But I also think that I mean I don't know I don't I wasn't too familiar with um, any other games that wasn't like touch base on mm-hmm. the DS. I'm sure I'm like I'm sure there was, yeah. but a lot of the games that I did play when the DS came out was like what Trauma Surgeon, a lot oh, of those games where you had the Trauma touch. Center, yeah, Center, yeah, Trauma, yeah, Trauma Center, and then because that with the PSP. Um, I remember, I think it was you or your brother. Both of you had. Yeah, one. we both had. Yeah, yeah, he got me to get one. And one of you had. One of you had like the Star Wars. It was like all white with like a Darth Vader on the back. Yes. yes. Oh, that I thing just was forgot so about sick. that. And so because I don't know, like for me, I I I guess I would consider myself more of a console player. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like I mean, I had a Game Boy Color, I had a Game Boy SP, and I loved it. But I think I did I did differentiate the two because it's like one I can go. Yeah. play at the doctor's office while I'm waiting or, yeah. or my mom's shopping or something like that. And the other one is like, I exclusively play at home. Yeah. yeah. And, or like with family and friends and stuff like that. Um, the handheld for me is probably like a bit more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the DS, I think the DS kind of changed that too. Cause I was, you were able to connect with friends and play like Mario Kart yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but as far as like with the PSP, I was able to play those console level type games. Yeah, graphics. In yeah. my yeah. hand in and take hand, that. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, that's the only time I ever played pro evolutionary soccer. Right. Um, but like, I remember that. And was, I remember you talked great about PES for years. Yeah, that, that, that was such a fun time for me. And I, I think I had only played FIFA maybe like around 06 mm-hmm. a couple of times. But that was later on when I got another console. But I guess that was because those those sports games, especially like um, FIFA and PS were like, that's usually that's typically what I would play. Right. So I I'm now remembering it's like PS is probably I played that before FIFA. Mm-hmm. Um, I so, remember being super proud of you at that time because <laughs> you're like I love PS, 
And I was like, that's what the gay magazines say is the better soccer game. Everybody plays FIFA. Because I think it but was. my nephew plays PES. No, I, th- I think it was. I think at the time it was a, be- it was a better game. Um, but I think they, they dropped off in quality and, and FIFA definitely mm-hmm. stepped it up eventually. Yeah. Even though where we are now is a different story completely. But the football episode. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so because of that, because you had the PS, I think the PSP was sort of older generation, mm-hmm. older audience, more mature. Yeah. Games were more mature. Graphics were a lot better, right? So you have these two, these two companies go fighting against different different graphics, right? Yeah. Nintendo with their DS, they're going for the younger audience, right? Mm, absolutely. Children, yeah. me, <laughs> <laughs> children, and Link, <laughs> right? I'm assuming they also got Danny, who was a who was. I'm not sure how old you were. Okay, Danny. you know what? That's a good point though, because that that's their demographic: children and adults who grew up playing these games. Yeah. Because it's it's people, whatever generation you are. If you're a Nintendo kid. You never stop being an Nintendo. You never kid. stop, yeah. Yeah, I I started with the DS. I had the original silver clunky DS. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And then that was ugly. Towards what middle school, though, I I just I only used my PSP. Yeah, it's when you got older, you realize yeah. oh, these DS games are kind of boring. Because, I like yeah, the more mature. I wanted mature to art. play Battlefront. I wanted to. Play Bro, you weren't Need you weren't speed. playing you weren't playing thirty hours of Dogs. Or pets, I whatever that game is called. Yeah, okay. Nintendogs. 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 I did play Nintendogs. But... I love Nintendogs. Yeah, he actually uh, 110% at Nintendogs. So. <laughs> In your face, buddy. Um, I have both. Did everybody here have both? I played yes. the PSP because you lent me. I only, I only played one game with it, and that was uh, the Godfather game, which you mm. lent me, and I yeah. really enjoyed it. No, yeah, I used your that was PSP. Later on. Everybody used my PSP. I'm pretty sure I bought, like, Every generation of the DS, okay, like, from there, and that's yeah. because the PSP is was a lot more expensive. Yeah, it really was, the and DS. the games were expensive. Yeah, the game more expensive. And, yeah. yeah, and because it was more expensive, and you had to be older to buy one, right? Right. Yeah. Not that you had to be older, but it was like that it was, was the intended. Yeah, but a lot of that. the games that they had were for mature, like mature, not audience, mature yes. audiences. Yeah. So when it comes to like buying video games, who's gonna buy more? Parents for children. Or adult people, yeah, and or that's what ended themselves. up, or for themselves, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that's what ended up happening. Like the DS destroyed the PSP in competition, yeah. sales wise, because everyone for Christmas was getting the DS. Yeah, man. Like every I, year you were getting every a different year, DS. I still, yes. I mean, I still remember that. Like that, that brought some of the joy, I guess, because it's like Christmas. You have you'd either get like games or, or something. But like as a kid who liked video games, yeah. you're typically getting like a game, but in, when those DSs came out, it was like you see that rectangular box. Ah, that's true. You know, you know, yeah. you know, you know what's coming. Yeah. And with the PSP, I think, um, I think it was harder. But I also think, I also think I was, I was interested in the DS way more. I mean, I was young at the time. Yeah. And I was like, any game that I do want to play, yeah, like pet, like Pro Evolutionary Soccer or or Battlefront, you had the P, you had the PSP, and it was kind of like we were switching off. Like, I remember there were times yeah. where it was like, oh, I'm going to be playing this game. So it's like, okay, I'll go play DS. I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over. And then we, we just basically switched. Yeah. I had, a, I had a friend who had a Game Boy growing up, and I never had a Game Boy, the original green big box thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I could only play it. We went to school together, so I could only play it, like, in the car on the <laughs> way to school and back. She would let me borrow it. So when the Game Boy Advance came out, I saved up my own money and bought mm-hmm. And bought it before it came to the states, and I was so cool how for you, a couple of months. How there. did you go about that? How did you even? There was an import shop, um, for Miami people. How old are you? Seventy second. Hmm. I'm in high school already. I think, or I mean, either eighth grade or I'm a freshman in high school. 
but there was an import shop and you know I worked to earn some money and then my dad would took took me after school and I traded in some other old games and put my money together and it was like a hundred dollars and I bought it because it came out in Japan first and they were um they were region free. Mm. So I knew that I could buy a Japanese one and just set it to English and, and I was good to go. So that was my first Game Boy, the Advance, and I was with them from that point on, like forever. The reason I got a PlayStation Portable was because my brother showed me how to hack it. And that was like my second experience because Dreamcast, I had hacked my Dreamcast too. And that's another reason why that system was so good because it was my first experience being able to get in there and like mess with Mm -hmm. the tech and like customize it. So, so that was a big one. Like, what was it? It used those like photo sticks, like Sony, and they were super expensive. Um, you remember you used to have to save the games because they came in like oh yeah 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 there's one like on the side and like there's like a little it's like a, it was kind of like a SD but not yeah, really not really right it was yeah. like an SD stick I also thought it was interesting those those cartridges yeah that like have like the, on the back of the PSP where you press the button and it goes clack and it comes out and then yeah, you can like collect that. like the, the yeah. small I discs I, like yeah. that too. I did like that too. I feel like there was a lot of like um movies at the time where like some like the plot involves some type of like disc being stolen like for spy purposes and stuff like that. So when I was a kid, it reminded me, I'm like, man, I'm like the people in the movies. Oh, you used to be able to play movies on the PSP. Mm -hmm. You could also play movies, yeah. Yeah. They used to sell them, right, in that format, that special proprietary disc that came in a plastic I mean, it's crazy thinking back on it. Yeah. I remember, um, it wasn't the Game Boy Color, I think it was the Game Boy Advance, Mm -hmm. having that, like, flashlight attachment. So, like, getting up in the morning, like, at 6 a.m. before school. And getting in the car and yes. playing in like ha- because you couldn't see the screen. There was I don't, I don't think it was backlit. No, it was not backlit. And so you had to get the flashlight attachment above it, and it's just like peering over. <laughs> it's and, annoying. You yeah. see the reflection of it. And it was like, but I think I don't remember. I think they had like a Bible cartridge. Yeah, they did. So I would have to. So like, like in the mornings, like my my parents would be like, "All right, read like are you reading your Bible or whatever." Mm-hmm. And and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I'm doing that right now." Secretly playing like a like Star Wars or something. <laughs> well, that was my first like time where my two worlds intersected because it was like they would my parents would drag me to church Mm -hmm. and i for the first time i was like i'm taking my game boy advance because that's my bible you know what it was like it's like the cartridges were like they were like physical apps like Mm -hmm. applications yeah on a cartridge yeah Yeah. like now that i'm thinking about it's like it's crazy how we had to how like we look at our phones or anything like that like in a in a console we just choose Mm -hmm. and now it's we like back then we had to like physically pick it up put it in that's it's wild. So yeah, so in my opinion, I think the PSP was more innovative. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should have gone a lot. Uh, it should have destroyed Nintendo DS, the Nintendo DS. But children, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's an, again. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's an easy sell. I think that stigma exists even till today, where it's like it's easy to get a parent to buy a Nintendo. But like, because you know the games, you know the games. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about them playing games. It was cheaper, and it and, that, and it was cheaper. Yeah, yeah. It's like a hundred bucks cheaper. It was a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Well, how much was it, uh, a game? Um, a DS like hundred fifty. One fifty, yeah. Because yeah. when you're a hundred bucks, especially when the difference is like two hundred to three hundred, you're like, it's almost man, like buying a console. Yeah, I could buy like two more games for my kid, or 
I could buy two of these for my two kids, and yeah. it'd only be like a hundred bucks more. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And at the same time, I don't think parents like really know the difference between the two. They're just like, oh, I want this one over this yeah, one. Yeah, this seems more kid friendly. It's like if it's yeah. cheaper, have this one. Yeah. They're still gonna be spending their time on yeah. it, right? Which is super funny too. Another thing is that because parents trust Nintendo, because you know you don't have to worry about the games, but you could totally like just kill people on Nintendo. All, all you know, they have mature games, mm-hmm. yeah. for those consoles. It's been a while, you know, but it's just that, yeah, like, like in Trauma Center. <laughs> yes. Just let them die. <laughs> that is a trauma. And that's how Nintendo won that war, the handheld war. Yeah. So we discussed the original console war. That was war. a good transition. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you for calling him out on it. <laughs> so we discussed the original console war, and we talked about the handheld war. In the wake of the original console war, I think this is where you know most of us got our first system. So what was the first system you played in your favorite? I'm sorry. The first system you played and the first one you owned. The first one, the first one I ever played was SNES. Uh, someone had it, I don't know who, and I pl- went to their house, I think for Christmas, or something mm-hmm. like that, and I played it there. But the first one that I owned, it wasn't even mine because it was my brother's, um, but it was ours, you get me? But yeah, he, I, should wa- I should watch him play, was the N64. We got it for one, I remember we got it for, he got it for Christmas, and that's where my love for video games started because I, I just grew up watching my brother play. What were some of those early memories? Me, me watching him play... Uh, Orcarina of Time mm. and being scared of of going to the town to Hyrule when when you're old and seeing like those weird zombies yeah that always terrified me and then and the other one was that uh when Blockbuster was around when you could rent games oh yes Rest my favorite game for the for the N64 was uh, Diddy Kong Racing oh wow but yes. I never like I said I it was my brother's console I enjoyed watching him play right yeah. So I would, I would rent Diddy Kong Racing, and then have Hey Paul, beat this game for me. <laughs> Return it. Come a month later. Hey Paul, that beat game this game so again good. for me, Paul. And I did that like a few times because mm-hmm. I loved watching Paul play that game. Yeah, you know, Link had his like own like YouTube like run throughs through the games. Yeah, exactly. Paul yeah. was my my Twitch. Yeah, your first streamer. Right? <laughs> yeah, I was his first streamer. That you followed. Yeah. yeah, I did the same thing. You brother. also watched uh, Link's brother. You watched play. Link's brother play. Yeah, yeah. I, I went. Yeah, I was there watching so, Link's brother play. So that was my first experience with uh, video games. Yeah. Did you ever get a Diddy Kong Racing for the handheld? I did, but it wasn't the same. Cause it like, was. It really wasn't. It wasn't the same. Like first of all, Pa wasn't playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to play it. It's no fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's no fun to play games. That's this generation, literally. It's no fun to play games. <laughs> yeah. It's funner to watch other people play. I, my favorite is my niece. She watches kids play video games on YouTube with the Switch. Like she's in the she's yeah, she's using on the a Switch, Switch watching. using the YouTube app watching people wow. play video games. <laughs> like, oh come on. Um, I I remember Diddy Kong Racing because I remember Conquer, um, was in it and he was like cute and adorable. Yeah, loved and him. they hadn't finished developing that game, and then when they did, it was a rated M for mature game. <laughs> and I remember going to Toys R Us and like. Having to hide from my parents that I bought the game, and they actually sold it to me, even though they weren't supposed to, and and then playing that game. In I don't think that people ever paid attention. To man, that. No. that Toys R Us and Kendall, man. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Wow, the memories. Memories. You know what's super funny about those like video game uh, age restriction laws? Like it was a huge thing in the '90s, like in the in like Congress about you know game censorship yeah. and. Nintendo and, got involved. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, like whatever. no one cared. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm in Grand Theft Auto committing my fourth robbery of the day. Like, <laughs> I am killing prostitutes uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. as a ten year old. 
in a in video, the game. In a video in the game, game, right? Game. To be clear. Okay, yeah, okay. In yeah. Not in real life. Okay. Hey, Danny, edit this out. We yeah, need, uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure that, if that was going to make the cut. Um, what about you, Gabe? <laughs> For me, I think uh, I think we mentioned it before. My the first game, the first console that I played was the Dreamcast. Um, it was I think you mentioned it. Um, those party like those game parties that my those mm-hmm. game nights that my dad used to have, and it was like a group of like a bunch of his friends, um, and family would come over. And the first game I played was Soul Calibur, mm. and Soul Calibur was just one of those games for me that. I don't know. I love that game, and it's just the fondest memories I have um, playing. Mm-hmm. And then the first um, system that I personally owned, I think, was a hand-me-down from one, one of you guys. Yeah, uh, was the N sixty four because I think we had two for some reason. There was there was quite a few. Yeah, um, it was like a graveyard of consoles. You know, and, and it, it, it is it's it is, that yeah. it's that now. Like you you walk into into your brother's room, yeah, it's brother's it's room. literally just so many old consoles and games, and and it's it's a beautiful wall. To, I to might pick. have stolen some games of his games and sold them the <laughs> well luckily he doesn't but he listen did, to podcasts he doesn't listen to this podcast and he, does, and he doesn't realize that <laughs> this is gonna be the episode he listens yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> George and I have this story where I needed to I broke his DS like someone broke it and I'm like I, I gotta pay for this that changed quickly I broke someone, someone broke someone no, 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 broke no, it someone broke it because I would never break a, a Game Boy okay right? but you felt hand. compelled to lie well it was a DS so it wasn't a it Game was Boy it was a student it was a student who a, a camper who had issues you know okay. who it is I don't know who, I mean I know his name his name was Andy <laughs> shout out to Andy you <laughs> broke my brother's no DS. it was your DS Oh wow! Okay. Remember you let. All right, we're thing coming. In. We're coming for you, Andy. He so broke. Just be ready. No, no, we can't, Andy. We can't. Oh, we can't okay. come after Andy. All right. Anyway, so I, he broke it because he he tripped on the, the on the on the how do you call it the the charger mm-hmm. and the DS went flying out of my hand and it, the the screens cracked right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to sell all my old games. <laughs> so I go to Georgia. Hey man, I broke this, but don't worry, I'm gonna sell my games. And you're like, oh, okay. You know what? I think we can go to my brother's room and get some of his games and sell them. I'm like, you think we could do that? <laughs> so we drive to his house <laughs> and we find some games like behind his computer desk. Mm-hmm. We take them up and we sell those games. I'm- so he gets a new <laughs> DS Lite. I'm not sure this was the story I wanted you to share on air, but thank you for that link. I don't know. I had to get it out of me. It's been hold- I've been holding it for like <laughs> 10 years. That was a confession. Man. It's a confession. Yeah. <laughs> Until this day, Jonathan does not know that his his when I mean his hour uh, Legend of Zelda Hourglass was, Phantom Hourglass Phantom Hourglass is in uh, we sold it to GameStop. It's in it's in a dump in China yeah. somewhere now. Um, but yeah, the N sixty four was the first one that I owned, mm-hmm. and Diddy Kong Racing, I think. Ah, such a good game. But I guess the new system that I got for Christmas was probably the GameCube. The GameCube. Oh, I love the oh, GameCube. What a good so system. much. And you know what? We don't get enough of those games remade and re-released. You know what? Remake, give us, re-release the original Animal Crossing. Wave Race. Oh, I Mario mean, Strikers, man. Or Mario, Mario Strikers. Oh, Strike. When are they going to give us Mario Strikers? F-Zero. I don't understand why they haven't like made Sonic a new Switch, version of the game. Yeah. This game was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I might. If that game came out, might have to buy some. Okay. I you hear it here first, Nintendo. Make a Mario Strikers. You will sell one more. You will get one more sale. And believe me. When you have me as a customer, you yeah. have him for life. You you have me. Gabe goes all in. Yeah, I, I commit. That. He'll get two switches. 
<laughs> that's actually that. It's pretty sound. Yeah. I would love for them to re-release the original Animal Crossing because that game. Yeah, that so game was fun. fun. It was good. We lost years of our lives to that game. Literally, yeah. Okay, so that brings us. Wait, what about you? Oh, that's right. And this... and our producer Dan. Oh, that's right. I forgot that he's on the call. Mine was oh, a yeah. Super Nintendo. <laughs> You're just gonna be surprised every time. I'm Mine just, was I'm a... staring at him through a screen. <laughs> Mine was a Super Nintendo. And Mario World was like the only game I had for mm, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. a year. We've covered this. What an amazing game, though. It was tremendous. Then Super Metroid. Mm. And oh, I had a friend that had every game, so I would just borrow them from him. So that was my first console. That was the first console I ever played and that I ever had. I didn't, even, I, I didn't know what video games were, as yeah. I mentioned in the holiday special. What about you, Danny Son? Uh, my, the first thing I played on was a GameCube. Mm. And then I had a hand-me-down original Xbox. That was really, like, my first. Okay. okay. So that and brings us. no stories connected to it. You have no <laughs> stories connected. You, you played <laughs> video games not. on yeah. it. Okay. So after that, Microsoft in the 2000s, in the early 2000s. Enters. It enters the console universe? Multiverse? I don't know. It enters into um, the industry with the first Xbox. And they start World War II. You know for, what? For the, or the console wars. You're right. So what was, the, what was the, like, oh, we talked about having the GameCube. So it was GameCube versus PS2 versus Xbox. What was your, what was your thoughts on, in this stage of the new generation of console wars? I was a... Uh... Nintendo all the way, so we had a 64. I mean, I'm sorry, we had a GameCube. Yeah. We had, well, I had a GameCube, but I somehow managed to have a PlayStation 2 in my house. Mm-hmm. And that game was so much fun. That, that, the, the console was so much fun. Um, I remember, and I think the PlayStation 2, uh, my step at the time, he was playing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> And he played uh, Final Fantasy. Don't remember which one it was exactly, but I would watch it all the time. And there was a similar situation where, um, there like the charger, the chart. There's like a charging cable for the yeah, yeah. for the controller. And someone, I don't think it was me. I think it was him. Had like crossed, like had tripped on it basically, and the PS2 just came crashing down. Mm. The exterior, everything looked fine. Um, inside. but I think it was inside. It it didn't work. And he didn't go to his brother's house. No, well, <laughs> it went. It went to. It, it went to my, uh, George's house, and there it stayed for yeah, the probably the next like fifteen years. Yeah. Also, you buried it. You buried it there. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was still in the and PlayStation box, and it lies there too. It's still thing. there, right? Yeah, I'm almost certain of it. Oh, you should frame it, put it in your room. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, I had the opposite experience. I had the GameCube. But somehow it got my parents to get me an Xbox. And I remember I didn't get to PS2. How did you get your parents to get you an Xbox? I you're so old. I literally have no idea. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, you were like think in it high was, school already. Yeah, I think it got to the point where it was like. Um, I love how that's old, being in high school. Yeah, no, no, because by that for, time, like, you know, you could. Uh, I mean, you still get you stuff still, for Christmas on. Yeah, and, yeah. I just, and birthdays. Bro, I was a freshman in college. Hey, dude, can I have some money to buy this Xbox? Yeah, I graduated <laughs> college. I was gifted a Switch by George and his wife. <laughs> so I got the Xbox because I had purchased a PS1 or the original PlayStation um, 
like a secondhand one. And I had it for about a month before the little ring that holds the CD in place broke. And then I swore against Sony for the rest <laughs> of my life. To that, this day. Yeah. Wait, wait, for what? For what? The, the PlayStation 1. Okay, but I then you got it. a PSP. Then I got a PSP because I felt like that was, that, that, that was different, though, because that was... Handheld, handheld. You, you know what? <laughs> After the PS Vita, I swore <laughs> for against Sony for the rest of my life. As a PlayStation 5, just like, <laughs> never, Sony, never again. You're never going to get me again. So fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame you. you can... You just can't get fooled again. All Good right. job, George. And that works both ways. <laughs> so anyways, um, so I got the Xbox and I bought like, this is when I discovered GameStop mm-hmm. and my purchasing um, pattern was buy anything that was on special, like anything that was cheap. Because w- with my parents, you only got stuff for your birthday and for Christmas mm-hmm. and like you never just got you random don't ask, stuff. Yeah, you don't ask yeah. stuff. So you have to like work and earn and save, like don't eat at school and then take that money to GameStop and like buy whatever games are on sale. So. That's true, man. Like the stuff you have to do to like save money when you're a yeah, kid. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you, you form like this communal fund of like food for everyone mm-hmm. to, to so, share. You become so frugal. Yeah. Yeah. And then you grow up and get a job and it's like, man, I spend money on the randomest things. Yeah. For I had a quick question. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, for GameStop at the time, I mean, we know that it's basically a meme and a joke at this point. Yeah. Um, when you would offer something around that time, would they give you like a fair amount or was it always? It was always a like that. Short change. It was always like that, but you were a kid and you were stupid. So it was still and yeah, a and lot you were to you. Poor, yeah. So yeah, I remember buying like a WrestleMania game mm-hmm. on day one, paying $60 for it and it was atrocious. So I took it back the same day and they were like, we'll give you 20 bucks for it. <laughs> Wait, what? As like a... Re- no, you weren't allowed to return it. You, oh, you opened it. You opened it. Oh so you will buy it back from you for $20. And then the next day, it was on the shelf for $55. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's when I was like, GameStop! And I swore off of GameStop <laughs> for the rest of my life. You know what? And that's what you deserve, GameStop. Now you guys are struggling. Mm-hmm. You deserve to struggle. What about you, Dan? GameCube versus PS2 versus Xbox. Well, I mean, I joined that one late. Okay. 10. Well, but again, right. I had... We I forget how much younger you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> significant age difference so hmm. um no but i had the original xbox and yeah. I, that was pretty much it for me until yeah. the 360 era that and that's for me the height of this the 360 was like a game changer for me yeah, that and that's where the the 360 and the ps3 start to really differentiate yeah. like what their goals are and what their aims are also, and Nintendo. also you as a gamer i think yeah yeah for sure you, you have to, to create you, an yeah, identity you have to decide what what type of gamer you're gonna be yeah mm-hmm. and then and nintendo also they go a completely other way that with, was with the wii well. with the wii they yeah. go more innovative yep. and story based i guess i mean the wii like wii sports the number one selling yeah. game <laughs> Like PlayStation, PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty are fantastic consoles, but I think that the Wii was just so different. Yeah. At the time, it was. I think it was, ahead, it was incredible. Yeah, it was ahead of time. I think the greatest achievement is that it made it made gaming mainstream. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everyone, including your grandparents, had Wiis. Had Wiis. Like that, that was that incredible. became like in, in, instead of like your family not knowing about video games mm-hmm. at holidays and birthdays yeah. and get-togethers, 
Everyone's playing Wii Sports. Because yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah. Everyone's getting destroyed. My at mom was Wii bowling. Playing. Yeah. Dads and grandpas yeah. are playing Wii golf, boxing, you know. baseball. Yeah. The Wii Sports was was huge, and the That's fact phenomenal. that it came with the it game. Came, yeah. Yeah. It came with. Yeah. yeah. I do want to go back a little bit to the to the um to the first gen war there with Xbox, GameCube, and PS2. Mm-hmm. I do want to point out that the PS2 defeated destroyed everyone in sales. Yeah. In fact, it is still the to highest. This day. It's like the most sold console of all time because its console life was so long. Yes, you know, and you could. And just it also worked as it. a DVD player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's the first time where you're like, oh, this is a replacement for my internet. Because I think it was called the Sony PlayStation Entertainment System, like unofficially, like mm. on the box. And like Nintendo tried to sell that with the NES, but it didn't do anything except like Nintendo cartridges. So I don't know exactly what they were going for. But the PlayStation had media features that. That took it to the forefront. With that, one big sticking point that probably a lot of gamers may not remember, but me, it was like a big part, was that Microsoft decided that the 360 would support the HD DVD, and Sony decided that the PS3 would support Blu-rays. Ah, yes. That was that was huge, man. Yeah. Because I, I remember the whole... The, uh, the disc, the disc boxes for the DVDs. Yeah. You either had a red one or a blue one. Yep. And like I think we had a Blu-ray player, yeah. And we'd have like some of the Blu-ray discs, but like ironically, we had a Sony Blu-ray player (laughs) without having a PlayStation. For the Xbox, we had uh, the red ones, yeah, the red uh, cases, HD DVDs, and and yeah, this seems to be a a bit of a misstep. You know, it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is what it is for Microsoft, at least. I still have my HD DVD plugged in to my Xbox 360 in like my third, the third room of my house. I have like kind of like the last gen consoles uh, connected there, and I have a 360 Connect, which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that HD DVD, I got it secondhand from someone who, oh, poor guy, he spent like three hundred dollars on a dual HD DVD Blu-ray player, <laughs> so I played both of them. So he's like, oh, I don't need this expansion anymore. So he sold it to me for 50 bucks. And then I, and then when HD DVD went belly up, which for the record, it was the superior um, format at the time. Now Blu-rays do everything that HD DVDs did at the time, but storage was better. The quality was better. But unfortunately, since everybody had a PlayStation and since certain industries um, <laughs> you decided to use the Blu-ray format, you know, the consumer market went in that direction. But I bought like every awesome movie for like a couple of bucks off mm-hmm. Amazon at the height of it. And it was glorious having HD films on my Xbox 360. I remember the, the 360 was the first console we had that wasn't Nintendo. And my brother got it. He bought it from someone on Amazon. And I, I mean, I'm sorry, on eBay, uh, Action Jackson 33. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him know. What are you telling all our secrets? And I remember. Um, feeling so betrayed i'm like we're a nintendo family why are you getting a 360 like that's wrong and by nintendo family like obviously it comes as like it goes without saying like nintendos are always a part of the family but literally like literally we as a family when the wii came out oh yeah we oh, slept yeah. we slept over day of on the street One of the greatest days at best buy for <laughs> we, that line we built a tent we, yeah yeah we had a tent. a tent and we were just and it was it was pretty chilly for miami temperature not gonna lie though, that was pretty cool because we built a tent right mm-hmm. but the girlfriends stayed in the tent while the 
yeah, the, the boyfriends and the guys stayed out. The guy, yeah, guy the guys were just talking out there. Man, chivalry. And like, <laughs> I mean, you make friends along the way, like yeah. uh, with other people that are just yeah. uh, just as crazy as you are. I think. Hey, I rem- do you rem- I- do you remember the guy that tried cutting in the line? Yeah, and uh, everyone got mad. Yeah, at everyone. Him? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man, because he's he's cutting, he's undercutting what people that stayed for hours, hours. overnight yeah. sleeping at a place with sleep, like sleeping bags. Do you remember your dad making a friend there and then? Uh, Going out to watch the new James Bond movie in the middle of it yep. and then returning. <laughs> I remember, and I remember when we had when like I think we we bought like a record number of weeds. Yeah, it had yeah, to yeah. have been. It was like what, like eight or yeah. something? Because no, because yeah, because uh, George, my brother, they were buying weeds and selling them right. Yeah, like as soon as they got out. So like, my dad, so my dad had sold one, and with the money, with the profit from that sale, that's how I was able to get my three sixty. And the 360 for me was, that was like, like growing up into it, like as a teenager, that was a super influential um, yeah. console for me. That's the one that got me into more mature game. Cause before that I was, I was playing, um, I was, I was playing, uh, uh, Nintendo games and then, you know, now I have Call of Duty, Call of Duty. Madden with good graphics. Yeah, not- <laughs> that was the first time Madden and Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, um, that's it. Like that's those are the two games that I ended up playing most of for majority of my Xbox I remember, life. I remember that's when the rock band obsession. Yes, and rock band comes the out. Music games. Oh the my music goodness, games, man! Yeah. The amount of DLC that I purchased on the Xbox. Still to this. That still is still to compatible this to this day. Yeah. So as we mentioned, the Wii, with their waggle toggle, um, three sixty and PS three tried to, um combat that with no the connect, connect yeah and no the playstation shot, move you're not gonna be yeah uh i have the 360 connect i think i have two of them now someone just donated to me people just come up to me Wasn't and hand it danny? me danny? Hey, you're the only person that talks about this you want this <laughs> yeah no actually uh danny you- gave me my second um xbox one connect but someone just gave me a 360 connect. They're not like... I if, think Dan oh, saw it when he was going yeah. through my stuff at, in the class. It's in my classroom for some reason. Wait, wait. If you're listening to this and you want to donate your old handheld video games, I'll accept them. Yes. Link is the one to give the handhelds to. Yeah. So um, so I had the connect. I was into it. Dan Central 1. So when I went into the Xbox One, which is the next generation, uh, I got the connect as well. And that brings us to that next set, Xbox One versus PS4 versus Wii U. All right, what was this stage like for you guys? Um, by this time, I was I was on board with Microsoft after the 360. Yeah. Gave me one of my favorite games. Backwards War- compatibility. Oh, no, actually, it didn't launch with backwards compatibility. No, it didn't, That's yeah. Right. Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, yeah. Lots of good memories and violent uh, chat rooms. <laughs> and... Uh, but yeah, ever since then, like 360 with Rock Band and everything, I think I think our family was a major. Yeah, like aside from Nintendo, I think personally for me, I was I was still buying the DS year mm-hmm. to year, but I could tell as time as time was like moving forward, I was um, turning more to console. Yeah, and especially like the 360, and I think that's where the the 360s um, where I was able to um, start playing socially, which. That's what kind of led to me getting an Xbox One because the Xbox One I believe had been out for like two years and mm. I had I wasn't really playing I was in college I'd gone to college and I wasn't really playing games at yeah. the time yeah and that's the same thing happened to me like with the 360 I started playing socially because I just, my friends started getting it we'd play Call of Duty yeah but I do remember that in the, in the original Xbox 
watching my brother and George and George's brother and their friends playing socially Halo on, la- on Halo 2 on Halo landlines. Two, mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, that was always impressive. Yeah, yeah. the land parties. Those land parties, like, yeah. People coming, like, you guys had projectors up. Mm-hmm. Like, five, six TVs. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Man, the Halo games too. Default. So great. Um, but yeah, at that time I I had an Xbox One. Um, a lot of my friends did have PlayStation, the PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. I could tell it was very popular. But I mean, at that point in my at that point in time, I was a diehard. Like, I'm I'm with Microsoft. I'm with the yeah, Xbox. Same. You know, you brought up a good point about buying this console like after the fact. I think with the 360 era, this is where I start to wait because the prices for these consoles get more and more expensive. expensive yeah, and I think I buy the Nintendo at launch always because they're so cheap. And we talked about that like if they're available. Yeah, if they, well, I've always managed to get one, but um, so I always have oh, bought okay. them right away. But um, I've always waited. I think in these past generations for the for the consoles to kind of pick up some steam before I make that jump to the next gen. I don't know if it's been the same for you guys. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you can't even find a PS5 or. In this, rec- in this recent gen, I think things have changed. Um, With the ship sh- shortage? Yeah. I it's mean, mm-hmm. trying to get um, a PS5 nowadays has been extremely tough. It's been stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to get um, three, two of them for different people. One of them, luckily for myself. Um, but I can't tell you the... The frustration yeah. it is to be waiting in line for hours based on rumors and 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 like whispers that people mm-hmm. that you hear on Twitter and stuff like that. Having to follow accounts for notifications to yeah. see and having like going to websites and trying to fo- like find links that. But having bots come and scrape them all up. Exactly, it's like by the time like at the time the countdown hits zero and they're open, they're open for sale. Like you can even have it in your cart. Yeah, and I remember this couple of times. I had it in my cart. Error. Error, error, refresh, error, error. This thing is sold out. Back in my day, us scalpers had to sleep in a tent overnight on the floor. Exactly. Yeah. Commitment, man. Now people just set up programs to just Weak. buy all this stuff. Weak. You know, I have yet to find someone. I have yet to know someone who has an Xbox Series X. I don't think none of my friends have it. Um, I think Danny's brother has one. Oh. S. He has a Series S. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I, mean, I know the S. Ne- yeah, it's still next gen. No, it's still, but I know people have the S, but I don't oh, know anyone okay. that has an Xbox Series X. Why yeah, do you think I don't that know is? anyone who has an X? I don't know because I thought you think I mean, it's the extra hundred bucks or it could be and the fact that there's I no still don't oh, see it's no it's easier to get the S Series S yeah, yeah no they're still, still tough the X the Series X is still, still tough hard to find it's yeah. still right. tough to get as and, well but, as the, but you can get a Series S like when they do go in yeah because I'm I'm ready to buy one whenever whenever I can find one yeah right. one I thing know. you're gonna get well, I think I mean now that I upgraded my TV yeah I upgraded your TV yeah what'd you get. What did I? I don't know. You got a TV. You check the stats with the variable refresh rate. Yeah. What brand? Yeah. Uh, Samsung. One twenty. Yeah. yeah. Oh snap! Okay. Two point one HDMI something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also. I also readied my TV just for, for the, yeah, the next like, gen, but I'm still waiting to get those yeah. games that I can only play in that experience. And and also, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to have to work. For a, like what four five hundred dollar purchase? How much is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm ready. I have an Xbox One X, so I have to go straight to the Series X. Exactly. The S will be like a sideways. Exactly. And yeah, those. Same. And I mean, I think that's one other thing that we we haven't really talked about is, excuse me. Um, 
the the updated versions of the same like console. Yes, like that's right. like instead of an Xbox the One, slim, you have the, the X, pros, yeah, you have the, the yep. And that, I mean, that's what I'm on now with my Xbox. I have an Xbox One X, right? You have an Xbox One X. One that you, that's correct. Yes. I mean, these Microsoft with these names, man. <laughs> Xbox yeah. One, Xbox One S, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. I have the white one. I don't know what that is. That's the uh, One S. Well, yeah. And it, um, and then I also have a, a PlayStation Five, which Flex. is that's what I want. Mine. I don't know. I mean, we'll get into that conversation about like <laughs> exclusives just, and stuff like that. It's just sitting on your shelf. Okay. But I don't know. Ghost of Kushida. I saw. I was playing at your house when you were working that other day. So good. You that's can, the thing. You can I, play that on a PS4. And I mean, that's the thing. Well, there are differences. But yeah, they yeah, are yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not disparaging PlayStation. I also feel that way about the about the Series X. You can play it on a, on yeah. a, on a One X. I mean, I can't play Cyberpunk on my whatever I have. White it'll, Xbox. It'll blow have up. you tried it? Because I have an extra copy. No, I don't want to. Take it. Try it. I don't know. I have too many video games on my back. I have a friend who played Cyberpunk in 30-minute session, and he's like, it's good. It keeps my marriage together <laughs> because like, at the 30-minute mark, the game crashes, and I go, okay, it's good. It's time for me to go to sleep. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think the, the trajectory that I went in um, for gaming was definitely of the social aspect mm-hmm. um i i just enjoy playing with my friends and that's kind of what um fueled the decision to try and go after a playstation because many of my friends decided to either jump ship or continue on with yeah. sony mm-hmm. and and i mean it had i'm not saying it's without its perks i have the i do like some of the exclusives like the spider-man games yeah, absolutely which Amazing. is some of my favorite games it's it's incredible um like link was saying ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima? Kushima, Kushida, Kushida. That's me hungry. Some some of those exclusives. Um, talk about after this. Talk about this. Yeah. yeah um, talk about after that. Some of these. <laughs> you can order where you are, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Some, I mean, some of these exclusives. Um, obviously, like sweet in the pot. Um, yeah. But for me, it's really heavily based on, on what my friends are getting, so we can all play together. But with the advancement of cross-platform gaming. Oh, that's what um, we should go to, man. I think, oh my goodness! Yes. I think it's been a huge like with Fortnite being able to play like that was the that's probably beautiful. the first one that mm-hmm. that I was able to play with my friends who had PlayStation, mm-hmm. and it was just like to me it was crazy to, to even. Was there another game that did before Fortnite? Probably was it the soccer one? I mean Rocket League. There you go, that yeah. soccer card game. <laughs> yeah, I realized that I wasn't good at Rocket League when a lot of my friends played it. I'm like, yeah, this, same. This isn't going to be the one I'm going to be into. Yep, same. My my timing just it's not there. I keep missing it. I keep scoring on goals it's I, two things i hate yeah. soccer and racing games combined well, well i love both of those things unless it's mario strikers i'm just no good at it but i lived vicariously by actually coaching an esports league that dan was a member of <laughs> yes were you the, so were you the star player were you the star e player no the star e player used to uh destroy the opposition and then turn around and start scoring goals on our team <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought Dad was gonna jump in with an anecdote there, but I guess not. <laughs> Sorry, trauma. No, it's, yeah, it's trauma. Just, it's pain. I try to forget my time in high school. I've been doing a good job. It's just a blur. Now, nah, Dan likes to say that. Like, I was watching a, was I think I was watching Naruto, and then I'm like, bro, why is this character doing this? Like, and he would just text me, trauma. Trauma. <laughs> That's it. And he would say like five or six times after I'd complain about different things, trauma. 
Maybe um, we're worried about you, Dan. Maybe you should seek help. <laughs> so it's funny. This is a safe space. It's funny how we were talking about the last generation, but it just bled into into you know current gen because there is so much similarities. Uh, the libraries are kind of becoming singular among the brands, the Sony library and the Microsoft library. The one thing is, this was the Wii U last generation was the first one that you didn't get, right? Oh, I didn't get it either. You didn't get it either? No, like? remember, you lent it to me? Yeah, he would just come over to my house <laughs> yeah, and, play and then take I'm it. I'm not going to lie. Like The Wii U is like what? Like an Xbox One S? Like an, like no, an everybody kind of? thinks that. That's no, what the, the problem the, the with... The Wii U is actual like, it's a new, new it's console. A, yeah, it's the next generation, and the it is backwards compatible. That's so like a 360 to a 1. Yeah, exactly. But the marketing was so bad because the name... Here's the thing. I understand what they were going for. If we use the name Wii, everybody will think they'll need the new Wii. But what it made everyone think is that they already had a Wii. Yeah. And they couldn't play any of the new Should games. Should have just called it New Wii. That's why they switched it up. I mean... Wii yeah. U. But wouldn't you say that could also happen with Xbox and the PlayStation? I think it does happen. PlayStation. Oh, so you're telling me poor people... <laughs> Children are. are <laughs> <laughs> yes. So last Christmas, <laughs> they sold out of every, uh, w every Series S and Series X, but they also sold out of every One S and One X. Thinking yeah, they were upgrading. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that actually. Uh, yeah, I remember that when they, when the Xbox had come out, they had they had sold out of the old systems, and people were like, "Man, I got this so easy. Why are you guys complaining? <laughs> you got the wrong system, man. I'm sorry." Yeah. <laughs> A bunch of kids were like disappointed for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. That was one thing I guess that also happened. I started going on Facebook Marketplace and I just had a trend of flipping Xboxes that people yeah. would sell me. Like, oh, my kids didn't want this. So here you go. They gave me a brand new Xbox One S. Yeah. Well, it was opened and and, mm -hmm. and tried, but with a, like four or five games, two controllers, and I'm like, You're giving this all for one hundred and Thirty dollars? Yeah. Mm, okay. Thank I mean, you. That happened with me too, which is why I have two Xbox Ones and one in my classroom. So I have three Xbox Ones. How much would you would you sell it for afterwards? That what you bought? Um, the Xbox itself, I would sell for like one hundred and fifty bucks. Um, the controllers a piece, I would sell for forty dollars. The games, I'd throw in to sweeten the pot for the Xbox. Okay. Nice so that brings hustle. us. Oh, yeah, it, it funded uh the, my gaming monitor, my TV, my soundbar, basically my entertainment system on nice. what I have now. Nice. Maybe I should do that. Okay. So the Wii was a failure. The Switch is a huge success. I love the Switch. Everyone here has it except for Gabe. Because Mario Strikers. Mario Strikers. Yeah, he's <laughs> waiting. He's holding out. He's Mom like, Miyamoto. Um, I have two. Well, technically me and my wife, but... um, I want to get to that level. What is there to say? The Switch is... <laughs> The Switch is in a is a household item. Like almost everybody has it. It's still flying off the shelves. Um, I think a big part of what's going on now, it's not so much a console war, but it's a content war. Is where we're going. Yep. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, the recent acquisitions. A lot of money's being moved around. Yeah, man. It's literally an arms race at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair, man. You have got some. Very good geopolitical metaphors. All of us, guys. It's a team Today. effort. Yeah. No, I haven't said any. Yeah, you said World War One. Oh, yes. yeah. And then yes. History well, buff. You are amazing. Thank you, man. Sometimes I kind of forget that. You're amazing. I love it's, you guys. It's hard to believe, but thanks. 
So what have these recent accusations? Acquisitions. Ac- accusations. Okay. What are, yeah, what are the recent accusations? Here, here are my qualms with Sony. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I guess the biggest one in recent history is, which just happened a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. is Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. Well, yeah. I mean, first Bethesda. Yeah, that was Bethesda, a huge one. Yeah, that's... How much did they buy it for? Seven. Like seven yeah, that's right. It was like $7.5 <laughs> billion. Seven point five. Yeah, seven point five. More than Activision. No, Activision was like Activision was like sixty eight. Yeah, the sale is like seventy five billion. Yeah. What? I got the wrong number. What? And and I only know this like tangentially, but from what I have understood, what they did was buy up shares, right? Yeah. They bought shares. So it wasn't like we're buying the company. They literally just bought the shares, which gave them control. We control the majority, right? What does Blizzard? I mean, sorry. What does Bethesda do? Bethesda does Skyrim, Oblivion. Because well, they didn't just okay, buy Bethesda; go, they go. bought Zenimax Studios, which owns Bethesda. Yeah, but it's what? What did you mention again? Like the Skyrim games, Oblivion. Like Skyrim is yeah, yeah, wildly yeah, successful. Yeah, yeah, right. They got Doom. They got Castlevania. Fallout. Oh, they, they, have Fallout. they have Fallout. They basically have every like but, mature. You know, title I, I, a lot of those games I've never played. Xbox, like Skyrim. They're well, really, they're all, really good. Man. They're all on Game Pass now. That's true, and I do have that. That's another thing. Game Pass, man. Like Microsoft right now, in my opinion, Microsoft Chef's is killing kiss. it. Exactly. And with these acquisitions, the future is looking very bright for them. Or the Netflix of gaming. That's what yeah. they said they wanted to be, and that's Dang. what they're doing. You know, Just it's funny though that their content. their model their model drove me and Danny in different directions though. Because for me, I double down, and I'm getting the next Xbox. I have multiple Xboxes in my home. Uh, you know, I had built a PC so that I could play my Game Pass games. But Dan's going in another direction. Why is that, Dan? Oh, I dropped it completely because now I can play everything on my PC. So what's the point? The superior machine. What is the point? Why Why am I getting an Xbox? Now, I'm just a console gamer, to be honest with you. Like, I, having the box set up to my TV. Like, we've talked about the social aspect. And that's a big, like, pick up and play type experience and, mm-hmm. and we have that beautiful LG TV that I can switch like from the Xbox to my app interface that, that goes over remote too, man. Yeah, it it's overlays like- over my Xbox. So um so that's where I'm at. Like links here nodding in Samsung. Mm-hmm. Although although Dan, I will back you up in the sense that I've heard that Sony is looking into creating their own competitive service, yeah. kind of fusing PS now and PS plus. And I will subscribe to that on day one, but I won't buy a PlayStation. So I guess in, I'm on the opposite side of that. Like, I would be very intrigued to get access to those, you know. Never again, Sony. See, though, oh, oh, yeah, I just said that, didn't I? I really, <laughs> I really do like, I really do enjoy my PlayStation 5. Oh, yeah. Like it's just, I mean, it looks like a giant, like a router ate another router. It looks like <laughs> it looks like if the Lord, it's like Isengar. Or, or the other tower, uh, the Eye of Mordor became no, a router. No, it's like the it's like if the two towers had, had a child. Two. Yes, but like fed it obscene amounts of food every day because the thing it's so, so it's fat. so big. It's so I didn't ugly. know it was that big, man. It was it was like if Disney needed to also redesign Boba Fett's <laughs> ship after renaming it. It looks like it flies on its side. The PS. That was another thing, man. Right. I feel like. A lot of people, especially in social on social media, became so involved with the console wars. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, you like going back to the tribalism of 
PlayStation versus Xbox, and you have people insulting other people. Mm-hmm. That's so like, not nice. There's like people are mean. Really mean. People yeah. people make like so many like just. But you can't read the comments, man. They make so many bad jokes, and it's just it's really. I used to be like that in middle school. Well, oh, so I read uh, a pro tip on Life Tips that said just assume that everyone on the internet is 13 years old, and it all made sense. It yeah. clicked for me. I was like, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when I talked when I beat people at FIFA online and they're just like cursing at me and shouting obscenities, they either are 13 years old. Yeah. So- or Randy Orton. <laughs> I like that Dan disc that. That's a reference I don't get. <laughs> yeah, wait. Oh, not not even Link? Oh, is it he when said he got some in inappropriate oh. things, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. while <laughs> streaming on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. I think streaming is a whole other Ooh, beast. Yeah. We should do an episode. Yeah. In fact, I think this is how we got the idea for this episode. We covered it in our S4 monthly episode uh, last week. Check it out if you didn't. We Fantastic started- episode. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, uh, we kind of responded to the news of that Activision acquisition. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, but I think that's what kind of got this started because this is a new frontier for gaming. Um, it's almost like a new horizon. What do you guys see the future of gaming being? I think that the future of gaming should go should be cross play, cross what is it? Cross platform. Cross, cross platform. platform. Cross Who cares system. if you have a PlayStation? Cross platform, and it has to be more portable. It's. I think that Xbox and Sony should go portable. Like a, like a switch, like a switch. Find a way to be portable. I don't know. Who. They're not do you think that with the switch? With the switch, man. I know they can't. I mean, I made my Xbox 360 portable. I just carried it in a suitcase everywhere. Well, you know what? Traveling. That's true. XCloud makes your like pull up your yeah, iPad. Yeah, connect it to your I think Xbox that, controller. That's what I was going to say. I think that's the future. Cloud gaming is the future. Yeah, cloud gaming is the is the future of portability. They're not going to make their own hardware. Cloud gaming, which I think is what. I think Microsoft is investing in yeah. yeah. And I think Heavy. I think PlayStation what's what's been their bread and butter and what's gotten them a lot of um a lot of sales is their exclusives. Mm-hmm. But I think that another direction that we're going in is buying all these publishers, buying all these people that make games, um, either Sony or Microsoft because I believe Sony bought Bungie, correct? That's right. That's something we didn't get to cover because that literally just broke after our episode. Yeah. Yeah. What? How much was it? Seven. No, sorry. No. Three point six billion. Wow. There we go. Yeah, That's where I got that. Five. But yeah. Oh yeah, that the three point five or six. Like, what does Bungie six, do? Six. Which I believe is a destiny. Bit, I believe they overpaid eh. a bit, but I also you never feel know. like it's inflated. But uh, we had um, this conversation, our group chat. Yeah. Num like when I it's just numbers. This. It's about as like one to one as the uh, Bethesda purchase. I disagree. You're gonna tell me that three point six for the last twelve years they've made Destiny and Destiny Two. You they think that's one to one? Well, yeah. Versus well, Call of Duty, World oh, of Warcraft. You're talking about monetary, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just talking. You're about talking about money. revenue coming well, in. Well, you know what yeah. though? Maybe you're right. You're right. That you know, and I fought you hard on this in the chat, but I think maybe you're right because. Sony and Microsoft are playing two different games. Sony's if Sony can make with that one game as much money as Microsoft makes exactly. with a dozen games, that's, then yes. then they'll do, then that's what they want. But Microsoft needs a library of games to sell Game Pass. It's a different they're ecosystem. Each having yeah, it's two different strategies. Yeah, absolutely, you're right. Yeah, but Bungie better be bringing something. Well, supposedly we got a new yeah. game in two years. Supposedly. No, three, two, 25. We'll with, a, with an unproven staff? Yeah, yeah. They've had a few exits since Destiny 2, but, I mean, 
stranger things have happened. Infinity Ward has changed their lineup and then reconstructed it, and they move on. I, I mean, mean, Mike, I mean, Microsoft is scheming. Microsoft yeah. is scheming, and I'm and I'm sure I'm sure Sony probably isn't worried to be honest. Mm-hmm. And neither is Nintendo. Also, oh, Nintendo's in a ballpark of their own. Man. Yeah, they're not. What the? You what's the compete. last acquisition they made? Take Two Interactive. You can't compete, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, they got their own thing going. So, the horizon is set before us. New lands to journey to. New adventures to go on. New characters to embody. The stories we tell through gaming, they're more fantastical than our everyday life. But sometimes we're doctors and economists and just life simulations as well. Some of us lead super exciting lives in the real world. Some of us leave humdrum everyday lives. But gaming, like all art, is a reflection of the gamut of experiences that we go on through our lives. Many of us were born into gaming and many of us will die gaming. And as we continue to evolve as a civilization, so does the way that we play games. Games is another form of storytelling. And whether it's the ancient Greek Olympics or whether it's a joystick or a joypad or motion sensors, we continue to break new ground and look off into that horizon for new boundaries to expand through. And as we continue to explore the limits of those boundaries, we ask you to join us week to week as we keep on searching. Have a good week.